Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of FinTech Fridays. I'm Brian View, your host and the president and chief operating officer at FinLocker. I'm super excited to have Anita Padilla on today, and we're going to learn, myself included, we're going to learn about some super cool uh, technology that's helping lenders um, be more effective and efficient, not just in their loan manufacturing, but in their uh, engagement with consumers. So, Anita, welcome to our show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy holidays. Same to you. Same to you. This has been, uh, I've, I've been kind of following your your Take 3 Tech uh, company um, and have always wanted to learn more. I You can only learn so much poking around at a website. And so, um I like to use our time together on this episode of the podcast to really dive deep and help our audience um, understand uh, your product, kind of how your product is helping uh, lenders and originators, um, you know, in their in their business. So uh, maybe we'll start with you just kind of giving a, a, our audience, for those that don't know Anita, just a little bio on who you are and how long you've been at this crazy mortgage business and how you, how you started a tech business on top of the mortgage, the successful mortgage company that you run. Thank you. Um, so I've been a mortgage banker for 44 years. I started uh, straight out of high school actually, and have had the um, fortunate opportunity to grow in the business, starting answering the phones at a savings loan. I then moved into processing where we put documents in a typewriter and filled them out, used Fannie Mae Goldbook back in the day, uh, calculated APRs by hand, learned to close, learned to underwrite, uh, growing up into management, uh, managing shipping, final docs, all of that stuff, up to where I was the CEO of a company Eventually found at Megastar in 1999, a retail mortgage banker. So just really understanding the mortgage process and sitting in my seat today as the owner of a mortgage company that does business um, in 23 states, dealing with a plethora of issues like all CEOs and mortgage companies do, whether that's... Um, your sales team feeling that the underwriters are consistent with your DU findings and the underwriters feeling like the loan officers didn't validate the data to get a proper finding um, up to um, having to mark a loan because we were going to deliver it best effort to a jumbo investor and missing a nuance uh, with regard to a guideline and really overall cost to produce. Uh, cost to produce is important. Service is extremely important. Being able to give salespeople tools that they need to be successful and giving business owners information they need that they can rely on and make good business decisions. Um, along the way, I decided to build technologies my first technology, which has gone through four iterations, is called uh, Amboss. That's a proprietary system and built to manage the back end. Just as we were speaking, I grew up in the back end managing all of the um, shipping, delivery, collateral. 
and I wanted a cloud-based system that was efficient and could provide accurate information. Um, then we, it was time for us to move from the um, LOS that we were using for the front end. I decided to build uh, loan maps. And my reason really was because I wanted my front end and my back end to be able to play together. Learning as an executive, getting accurate, timely reports was very important to running your business. And when you're dealing with um, two, three, four, five different technologies and databases, it's difficult to manage your data warehouse and know specifically that a data element um, is correct and having mapping that knows that the person's name, if it was changed um, in the closing module, that that is going to override what the customer initially put in the um, mortgage application to be correct. And that flows all the way through to capital markets and um, you know other area other areas of the manufacturing process. I, you just said a ton there, but here's what I took away, which I love. You basically built your own technology for your company, and you and you you so you had you identified pain points early on, and clearly there were options to go out and partner or license technology to bring in, but you, you hit on something that I hear a lot. There's very few technologies that really play well together and you end up with this kind of rework or check the checker type approach. And so um, <clears throat> I've been in the, I left the lending side of the world, you know, three plus years ago and I've been in this kind of startup-y FinTech space. And in there, I study a lot of other startups and most successful startups start where a founder tries to solve their own problem. And then that morphs into kind of an opportunity to, to take that solution for your problem and make it a commercially viable product for others to take advantage of. And I'm guessing as I maybe read a few chapters ahead, that's, that's what you've done with, with loan maps and maybe along the way is where the, the rule tool kind of came into to play as well. Yeah, thank you, Brian. And I and I should have um, I should have emphasized the fact that when we built the LOS, we built it as a commercial product from day one. Oh, nice. And I felt that what I had learned about manufacturing alone, um, the details that are quite frankly boring but <laughs> necessary, and the fact that we are mortgage bankers, so. Loan Maps um, is a commercial product, but it's also we when as we built the system, we always took into consideration that although we all have to comply with the agency rules and we all have to comply with RAG, that everybody can do business a little differently. Yeah. So as we built the system, we gave clients options to um display and manage their workflow the way they want to manage it. But by the same time, there were other things that were just standard as 
example, we all have to disclose in three business days, right? right. It's not an option. Yep. Um, if Fannie Mae has a specific condition, it's not an option. But there are other things that customers do do differently with regard to their workflow um, and storing that knowledge. So you mentioned the rule tool. So we really have um, four products. We have our point of sale system. We have our uh, LOS and the CRM and the rule tool. So when I was building loan maps, the rule tool is kind of, I'd say, almost a sidebar because when the market in 2008 kind of went crazy, all these overlays came in. Yeah. Just, and none of them, I mean, they were just everywhere. Every company had an overlay. My technologies have really been built also with the loan officer front of mind. I, I'm a strong advocate for relationship loan officers who are professionals that have been in the business and that can advocate for the consumer and they know how to structure loans. As Steve Jobs says, technology can't solve for everything. So we can use data and we can organize data because really technology is taking data and applying logic and algorithms and AI to give results. And, and we can use that data to uh, be able to expedite, reduce costs, and provide better service. So the rule tool, what my goal was, was really to give a loan officer the ability on their phone 24-7 to access information within minutes. And that information could be agency guidelines, or it could be investor overlays, or it could be bond guidelines, um, it could be jumbo product with regard to how every jumbo investor looks at things differently than the agencies. Because the loan officers are the ones meeting with the clients and asking people to stand in line to talk to the underwriter. Um, they need access on the weekends, in the evenings, when they're meeting with their customers and their customers should um, know that the loan officer has the knowledge or access to the knowledge without having to go ask other people. So really we're storing knowledge on the cloud. And from a business owner's perspective, they're paying people, you know, full-time people. Some of, them, some of them have their own rule tool, but they're paying one to 10 people to maintain that information. And, and Take Three has a staff that works for the rule tool and all they do all day is look at guidelines. Huh. We update them, we have a second knowledge expert update them and then we post. So all of our customers in the nation can get that information disseminated effectively and efficiently at a, at a much, much reduced cost than paying other people to do it and it's, you know, it's just, it's fast and it's efficient. Yeah, and I would, <clears throat> I would add intuitively what I'm hearing is it's also in near real time. So your staff is, they're, they're monitoring all of the, the major investors, uh, probably the, even the smaller investors, all those guidelines. And I think what's unique is because you're also a, a mortgage banker, it's, it's not like you've developed technology 
without having an idea of the end user experience. I think that's what's so unique about your story is that, um, you know, you hear about people saying you should eat, eat your own dog food if you're manufacturing something. Well, you guys clearly are living in your technology every day. No, absolutely. And I, um, I get to work with live mortgage bankers every day, yeah. underwriters, processors, loan officers, setup people. And, uh, you know, they're the, if your users don't use your software, then your software just isn't worth much. Right. Yep. So it doesn't really matter what I think. What matters is um, if it brings the users value. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. We, um, you know, we think about that all the time with our product. Ours, of course, is more consumer facing, <clears throat> but we're, we're constantly seeking feedback from users on the product. And, the benefit you have is having that kind of your staff that that is there. But I'm, I'm guessing you also have a process where you're you engage your clients who are not megastar users in the process of gathering kind of whether it's product enhancements or, or adding features or simple UI UX. You, you, sounds like you've got a, a, a I would I would venture to guess that it, that end user experience is really up there in terms of the priority for your technology company. No, absolutely. Um, you know, one, one example is we had a customer and um, they really wanted a solution for their loans that they deliver best efforts to investors and their ability to absorb the uh, loan conditions and understanding you know, in, in forwarding the information on the lock as to does the investor um, extend, do they go off of delivery date, do they go off lock expiration date, if so, how many days, and, you know, that ability to pass data back and forth, organize it, and put it in front of the employee so they understand exactly what to do. Um, you know, the same thing when we were drinking out of a fire hose uh, when rates were so low we could not get enough mortgage bankers. And really, and I thought about that for a long time and I thought about the rule tool and how successful that was and how much loan officers just love the rule tool, right? Cause they get that information. They can challenge the underwriter if they want to and yeah. say, here's what the rule says. But the rule tool, as I say, is a generalist because it's really giving you that information upfront. Loan maps is a specialist. And, and loan maps can take data from digital validation services. We will take data from the 1003. Um, we will absorb information from W-2s, pay stubs, whatnot, run it through the income calculator so you can validate your data. Once your data is validated, then you're going to run your DU or your LP. And the reality is that DU and LP and the jumbo investor, they're the boss of the loan. It mm -hmm. doesn't really matter what anybody else says. So we then store all that messaging from the agencies. We also program for things that the agencies don't um, solve for and or if it's a jumbo investor. And we compile that information. We use AI and apply um apply that logic, and then literally the system comes back with a sheet 
of everything that needs to be taken care of, how it needs to be documented. Then underneath, it tells the employee how to do it. So take as an example a veteran. You need a certificate of eligibility. Well, if he doesn't have one, then you need a DD-214. The system tells that employee, number one, you need to be um, noted as an employee for your organization before you can communicate with the VA. Number two, you're going to go to the VA site, and here's the data that you're going to need. You're going to click here, go here, do this. When you get the DD-214 back, then you go get your certificate of eligibility. When that comes back, I want you to click here, go to this calculator, put these numbers in to make sure that they have proper eligibility. So it's that detail in putting it on the cloud and making it specific. A person can come into your organization and be processing loans in a week. Yeah, that's processing that was. And I was that, that was what was going through my mind is the way you've engineered the logic, but also the feedback to the end user. In this case, let's just play it out and say it's a processor. Um, even even Brian View could could process a loan with those kind of paint by numbers, you know, steps in front of me. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, but to to our earlier point. Because of my career and how I grew up in the business and, and where I sit today, I those are real problems. Yes, yeah, and, every day. And I, yeah, and I want to help solve for those. I love our industry. I love the independent mortgage banker. I, I, you know, I'm a strong, strong advocate for relationship loan officers. And technology is great, but when you compile those two together, it's really, really powerful. And every family is not going to fit in the digital validation box. You That's need right. professionals to help them and guide them through the transaction. Yeah. I think we, we see the, the world the same in that regard. Um, at Finlocker, we're not out to disrupt the loan officer from the, from the equation. You, and you do see some technology out there, maybe some lenders that are, that is their goal is to, to take out the, the loan officer that, you know, the, what's often referred to as the highest cost component of the, pro, of the, the manufacturing. Well, I, I look at it a lot different. Uh, I don't think of the loan officer as the highest cost component. I think of them as part of the ecosystem that brings the most value to the organization. So, you know, Megastar could be, have all this great shiny technology, but if you don't have, the, the boots on the ground, the professionals in the local markets that have the relationships, you're not going to have the customers. So I, I look at what you're doing is, is not disrupting the loan officer, but really adding, um, pouring gasoline on their ability to be more effective across a wider spectrum of consumers. Because what you've described between the, the, uh, the LOS, the, the POS, the CRM component, but also the, the rule tool is technology that's very efficient. It's always on, it's always accessible. And if I'm a loan officer and I can get information in minutes versus having to either wait in line for that underwriter for hours or sift through guidelines, then it's just, that's one less consumer I can engage with. And so uh, I think it's, to me, it's all about efficiency and, and, making the loan officer uh, more productive, but it's also a reflection to me of the expectation of today's consumer. Today's 
most of today's consumers, they want technology, but they expect to be able to connect with somebody when they have a question. Mm -hmm. And so how do you guys, how do you kind of live in that space where you're clearly the, the point of sale is consumer facing and, and I'm, I'm guessing it's state of the art in, in that respect. Um, how do you think about kind of that consumer experience with your technology coupled with the loan officer engagement? Yeah, well, um, the loan, again, the loan officer engagement is, is critical and, um, you know, for, for the consumer, it's fast and easy without getting too technical, allowing them to get online and give us the information that the loan officer needs. Then for the loan officer, it, it's really about number one, making sure they have the knowledge up front so they can make the right decisions while also keeping in mind cost to produce and knowing that they're gonna stay in flow with their client, right? So as an example, when the 1003 comes in, um, because all these technologies, they can get confusing, right? Do I use, um, do I use a digital validation service and what does that di digital validation service do for me? And if I do um, get a, a day one certainty, you know, how do I use that to reduce costs and improve efficiencies? So what we do is we'll absorb that 1003 data from the consumer when they're done with their application. And um, to your point, if they need help, they can use the screen share and be able to see, okay, where are you and how can we help you? Then from there, the loan officer is given a route so we take the data and we say, okay, this is a great candidate to potentially get Fannie Mae's SSB single source validation because the customer has been on their job for X, they've been making deposits in the bank for Y, et cetera. So for, for potentially the price of, let's call it 15, 20 bucks, you can run that validation. The system comes back and you potentially could get day one, day one certainty on income and assets and employment. And if you think about the power of that, for $15, you don't need to have a processor and underwriter involved in those calculations and determining the, st the stable income and ability to repay. Yeah. And you know, the same thing if you get day one certainty on assets. But because there's so many out there, sometimes they're confused, which one do I use? Yeah. So that's where Loan Maps helps them out. It says, well, for this customer, we're going to recommend, you know, based on the profile, this route. Now, you might also have a customer where you're going to say, well, that's really not going to work because they didn't have the flow into their bank. So, but you can try work number. Yeah. Work number is going to be much more expensive, much more yeah. expensive because they're going to charge approximately 45 to $50, um, you know, for the upfront. And again, at closing, and then they're, if the customer has had um, uh, two jobs in three years, potentially there's another charge. Yeah. However, if you're going to use day one certainty to expedite your underwriting decisions, then it's worth it. Yeah. But if you're not going to use it, then Loan Maps might say, here's another option. But what it does is it presents the information in a, in a, in seconds. And then it tells the customer, the loan officer, which direction should they should go so they can set proper expectations with the customer. 
And then once again, you know, once we validated data, they get a step-by-step -step of exactly what they need to do to get that loan to approval um, so they can finish up their file. At the same time, the system's going to communicate with their CRM and say, hey, here's your new customer and um, the loan officer elects uh, when they sign up, what kind of campaigns they want, um, their sales activities are triggered and the system manages the data and just helps them stay in flow and manage their day. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to get myself a, a demo of the of these products. Um, so we're up against our time, but I want to I want to ask you uh, one last question. You and I have been in this industry for a long time, and we've seen at least a, a few or a handful of, of cycles. And we're in a cycle. What would be your advice for you know kind of a current owner operator, maybe someone who hasn't been through uh, this cycle before, what would be your advice, your best advice to, to them? You know, my, my best advice to them is to um, prepare their process with regard to how they're going to manage their business and their costs going forward. You know, cost is a real, real thing. And your fintech stack alone, and you compile that with your employees, um, your rate out the door may already not be competitive. So it's, you know, work and understand your technologies or work with a technology like Loan Maps, who really does a lot of that for you yeah. so that we can just present the information up front and let you make the decisions. The business uh, will come, you know, we're slow right now, but it's going to come back. And I think consumers are just adjusting to where we are today. It's a great business. And, um, you know, take good care of your retail loan officers. I think they're worth the I investment. I think that's the, the, the best advice I would give as well. Because at the end of the day, to me, as a, as a owner operator of a mortgage company, your first customer should be your loan officer. Right. That's yeah. that's your number one customer. Without them, we already talked about this. Without them, you don't get the privilege of engaging with a consumer. So I love that. Take care of the uh, retail loan officer. Anita, thank you so much for for joining today. This has been super informative. Um, I'll put when we post this, I'll I'll share uh, links how folks can find you in, in your your take three technology company and uh, uh if you're not following Anita on the uh, on LinkedIn and other channels, you should check her out and check out this this platform. Uh, thank you so much again for for joining today. Right. Thanks, Brian.